Meanwhile, in Terra Verde... Hold back a moment, Gene. Do you remember what Sage said? Leave behind no witnesses. The Telefloronics are as capable of healing their host as they are of hurting you. Whatever happened to kill no human? Don't get caught up in worthless moral quandary. There is a certain point at which a cyborg becomes more robot than human, yes? It's called an Omega Sentinel. Do you really think Yes, I do, yes. Yes, I wouldn't have said it if I didn't Uh, think it. I don't like to just hear myself talk. I do, I truly do. These, these creatures are at that same dangerous juncture. Can you imagine what happens if this technology begins to replicate? An organic Nimrod would be the equivalent of a nightmare Gaia, a living, hostile Earth. All right. If if you're going... Thank you. Yes, they stay down. Thank you, Gene. You did the right thing. Beast? Yes, Gene? Don't fucking patronize me, you blue piece of shit. That was a scene from X-Force number six, which we will talk about in just a few moments. Hi, everybody. My name is Brett. You are listening to Comic Book Queer's Legacy, episode 118, and I am joined by someone whose power is rivaled only by that of Jean Grey. Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Gingers unite. Hi. Gingers forever. <laughs> How are you doing? Amazing. I'm doing good. How are you doing, my fine feathered friend? <laughs> I, I can't complain. Oh. Excellent. Well, it's an interesting week because we've been having so much going on with the new year and all. I think this is an interesting week because kind of nothing interesting happened. Yeah. This week. It's um, kind of really boring. And no also, topics that are hot. And we're recording this. It will have already have happened, but we're recording this on the day of the Super Bowl. The big game. Don't get sued. You can't say Super Bowl. What? Is that a thing? Yeah. The Super Bowl doesn't let any advertisers or any anyone other than the Super Bowl, they're not allowed to use the word Super Bowl. That's why in commercials... For like nachos and shit, they'll always be like, for the, the day of the big game. The big yeah. game. Yeah. Do you ever see the Totino, uh, those Totino's pizza roll Saturday Night Live yes. commercials? <laughs> yes. Yes. When I worked at Second City, Tostino Pizza Rolls was a client of ours in the mm. corporate division. And we did videos for them. Tostino's has got a, a relationship with comedy. Oh, well. That's what I, you know, when I'm like trying to choose what type of, type of pizza rolls I want, I'm like, are they funny? Are they funny? That's what Do I'm they make me thinking. laugh? <laughs> um, and then next week is the gay Super Bowl. Correct. Which is the Oscars. And uh, yeah. later on in this episode, we'll have some predictions of, of who we think is going to go home with a new dildo in their hands. And who should, because it probably won't be the people who will. Do you think... How many Oscars do you think have actually gone up someone's butt? Just out of pure curiosity. Oh, I think it's the number is bigger than 
most people think it is. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I, all I know is that if I saw an Oscar, I probably would take him to the bathroom and put it up my butt. Just absolutely. Just so I could have reference. Well, the Oscar himself is very muscular, so I bet it would be hot. And it's it form fitting because the the head is a bit smaller. It feels like it would go in easy. Now yeah. an Emmy that would kill no. you. That would kill oh you. Oh my god! Yeah, you you can't be murdered? do an Emmy. Yeah. Yeah, a Grammy you can stick your dick in. Yeah, that you can actually fuck. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, since nothing interesting happened, we're gonna skip the hot topics. And I, how's your how's your how's the air quality where you are, Brett? I'm being very patient. As I wait to exhale. Cue the music. music. (laughs) Sexy. Um, We have some textbooks going. We have some that are pretty damn good. We have some that had good parts and bad parts. And we had some that were just... Thank God it's over. <laughs> yeah. <don't> <laughs> and we have some that anymore. are over. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so let's jump right in and talk about Fallen Angels number six really quick. Glad it's over. There was no point to Husk and Bling joining the action. Um, okay, cool. Psylocke knows that she's a good person now. We did it, everybody. The only thing I found interesting Don't you was dare sinister. say it was interesting. Oh, Okay. <laughs> No, it was Sinister being like, hey, so now that this book's over, I'm going to have my own book. Would you like to be in my book? And she was like, sure, call me. Yeah. A little setup for um, Hellions. And also her new power signature, where she now flies with telekinetic butterfly wings. Do you think we'll see that again? Um, I'm... Blocking it out of my memory because I thought it was so <laughs> stupid. That's Fly. dumb. I hated it. Also, Fly. maybe I would have liked it if a good artist was drawing the book. Yeah. That art is so the f- bad. Who's the, who's the artist? Do we know? Oh, oh I don't want to bring up somebody's bad work. All but right, fine. I hate it. But we will. Uh, the artist is um, ooh, Zimone Kudransky. Well, I don't like your work. Sorry. <clears throat> you draw bodies a lot of, uh, a lot of close disproportionate. Ups. And, yeah, and that's why there's a lot of close-ups. <laughs> but the close-ups, the faces don't have really good facial expressions. Like, I'm not able to read the emotions yeah. on their face. There's not much consistency to them. Yeah. So yeah. It, was, it started off really good and then literally just turned to crap really fast. Yeah. God. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Fallen Angels. Yep. But I do like that it bridge to Hellions. And did you see what the, I don't know if it's the first storyline, but a big storyline is the return of Madeline Pryor, the Goblin Queen in Hellions. Now, do you think that's something sinister, does Sinister have her? Because she's, what is she? Is she a mutant? Because she was just, what is she? Because <laughs> she Didn't... was a clone of Jean Grey. Yeah. But she didn't have any of the telekinetic she powers. Died. So was she a mutant? But then she did, because she didn't get powers until she, her telekinetic stuff didn't kick in until she made the deal with Nastrith, right? Or am I wrong? Well, that yeah, they alluded to her having power because they retconned that fight between 
a powerless Storm and Cyclops for control of the X-Men. Oh, they I'm also, it so I'm that Maddie, that too. No, I yeah. still do not. I refuse to believe that Storm did not win that on her own amazing merits. <sighs> Thank you. Can we give Storm a good plot line, please? Besides, let's sure. kill her parents again. That's the last yeah, plot yeah. line she really had. Yeah. Like, she used to be... In like, X-Men Gold? <clears throat> yeah. But then she used to be the heart of the X-Men. Remember? Rem- of course you remember. But I'm just saying, remember? It all started when she decided to fight the Morlocks and fight for leadership against uh, Callisto. Yeah. And that's when we started seeing Storm was like, what's going on with me? I don't, there's something inside of me. I need to let it go. And then she had to get the Mohawk and then she lost her powers. And then she fell in love with Forge. She had the richest fucking history. And now she's just like, I'm going to blow you off a boat. Like that's all she fucking does now. It's pissing me off. She's the high priestess of Krakoa. Yeah. Okay. We'll give her something. Make a whole book about it then. Maybe they will. Because now it looks like awesome. from the fan art that she bitch is going to be asleep the whole time in the <laughs> Jean Grey <laughs> and Emma Frost art. book. I mean, yeah. it's going to be awesome. It's probably her getting taken over by the Shadow King or something. Mm. Which is another thing that always happens to her. I know. What's going to happen next? She's going to get bit by Dracula again? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so... Really quick about Hellions and Maddie Pryor and Inferno. That was one of the blind items from those bar right. sinister. Right, that's right. I want to go back to those. Okay. I want to go back to those and okay. be like, now that we've got like six issues of Dawn of X under our belt, do we go back have and be like, oh, that's yet? totally what this was. Uh, yeah, exactly. We should do that next week. Okay, okay. Make a note because I'll forget. Make a note of it. <laughs> hey, Kristen, make a note of it. Thank you, dear. <laughs> Thanks, Kristen. Kristen's our new intern. <laughs> Say hi, Chris. No, don't. <laughs> um, so great. So Fallen Angels is over. Which one should we hit next? Let's talk about X-Force, which we led with. Yeah. Um, X-Force had that moment. But other than that, I was really not digging it. And it actually is bringing a problem of the X-Men. I feel they're introducing too many storylines in x-force just in general in the x-men overall in the x-men overall world i feel like maybe we can have a little more consolidation and maybe i need to bring this up in the x-men because i feel the actual x-men comic and new mutants and new mutant new mutants has two separate plots going on the x-men comic there's it's literally each issue is a different bad guy showing up and i'm like (laughs) let's can we like hone it in a little bit yeah and so the so the fact that it's like oh here's these new weird plant cyborgs do you give a shit about plant cyborgs brett no it was more about yeah no i don't it was more about the story of hank mccoy stepping up to this head of this black ops operation like i'm the only one who can do certain things I'm the only one who can fix stuff, which is a very Hank McCoy way of thinking. And but here's okay, but this is the thing: is it's a little inconsistent because isn't he the one 
that like totally went off on Cyclops when he found out about X Force. Oh yeah, but that was a different writer. <laughs> I but and it's this... still the same fucking X Men world. So I guess it's just weird being. No, like, it's not. What the stakes are higher now. The stakes are higher now. <laughs> okay, well I don't know. I just I guess maybe I just don't give a shit about Beast anymore. I haven't given a shit about Beast since Grant Morrison, uh, Josh yeah. Whedon wrote him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, Beast is going to struggle with, uh, you know, being the head of this, but not really. He will just do what needs to be done. And if that's kill and murder, he'll kill and murder. And Jean Grey is just like, all right, I'll fucking kill him, but just shut the fuck up about it, okay? Right. She's like, I get it. I fucking get it. I don't like it. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean I don't fucking get it. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I thought one thing very interesting came out of this. The data page that was Xavier's confession. That motherfucker arranged to get a bullet in the head, didn't he? That I was confused about that. Was it more that he let it happen or did he? Well, he wasn't behind them coming, was he? I'm not sure. Uh, he certainly let it happen. I feel like it's more like he's like, oh, I knew that we had these things, vulnerabilities, and I wanted those vulnerabilities so that I could be killed. Yeah. I thought Great. of a new interesting plot point for it to be a because we talked about people who might be trans and then yeah. like go into different bodies. I thought about like what about someone that then gets a new fetish of killing themselves? Ooh, experiencing death. Like, can you imagine? Like, but that's arousal. the thing is, like, yeah, like, what if you start getting getting off on like 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 actually choking yourself to death? And then they keep bringing you back and you're like, stop strangling yourself while you like, I wonder if they're going to have to install rules of being like, all right, here's the deal. If it's more than 10 times and you're doing it yourself, we're not bringing you back anymore. <laughs> here's the deal. You have 10 punches on your death coupon. It's like, uh, all right, we're bringing you, you back is... without a dick. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think is the most likely to do that? I say Hellion. Hellion. Well, if I was Hellion, I would kill myself immediately to get my hands back. Yeah. See, that's a good plot point. Like, also karma. I'd be like, I want my leg. Let's get a leg. I want my leg. Fucking slit my throat. And she probably still has loose skin. Right, from being fat. What if they accidentally brought her back and then she was all fat? Like, uh, oh my God. Shadow King fat. Oh. There's just the possibilities are endless. I would love to be endless. in like a writer's room figuring out the, the arc of that series. <laughs> um, and we have a new villain. We have Plant Man. We have Liquid Plant Man as a new villain. I I am 100% not here for Liquid Plant Man. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's like the organic Omega Sentinel. Okay. And then he's going to come back in a couple of issues being like, oh, no, but now it's Plant Man. And be like, ugh, who gives a fuck? Let's uh, keep it. Because that's the, just keep it with the, uh, what are they? The butterfly? No. What are they? The, what's the, the bad guys? Oh. The next force? Yeah, the peacock. Peacock. Butterflies. No, that's Psylocke. Uh, I'll keep it with them. They're more interesting. I like them. Yeah, let's keep it with them. And I want to see one. Let's get let's get more Quentin Quire, Jean Grey, Wolverine. 
Because I would love for Quentin Choir to call out Jean Grey and Wolverine on how they're fucking. Yeah. Anyway, lots of possibilities. Just no more plant people. Keep it focused. Stay away from the plant people. But let's move on, Brett. Okay. To some new mutants. New mutants. Uh, we're back in Nebraska with Beacon Angel and the Boom Boom contingent. Boom Boom was pretty badass in this issue. Boom Boom was fucking awesome. She's like, look, I've been part of these like special ops teams since, since I, I was 12. 12 <laughs> yeah, she so... just kicks this girl's ass. Yeah. Like, fuck off. You think I need powers to beat your fucking ass? Um, there uh, is the interesting thing of where those two, the two little psychic kids killed two people. So I wonder yeah. if that will be brought back up or, but that's the thing is, is there a self-defense rule? Yes, there is. Exception. Yes, there is. And yes. that's the other thing is in, I thought it was just carte blanche in X-Force that when you're on the black ops team, you can kill humans no matter what. It doesn't matter. Right? I feel like they still need to like watch it, though. They still need to do it with judgment. They can't just be like, oh, no, we're on X-Force. We can kill anyone we want. <laughs> yeah. Not just like some girl walks by like, I'm a Yeah, I'm on like a if someone's trying to kill them. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm on a mission. Mission. Um, Why okay. did you kill that girl? I'm on a mission. Um, but then there, I will say with this, okay, so all the people, so pretty much almost everybody dies. Uh, I think it's so sad. Like, it I'm not okay that... with this willy nilly murdering of Beak's parents. It was gross. But here's the thing: she's like, "I need to take Beak to the hospital." I'm like, "But you don't, because he can be resurrected. Why are you letting the dad die that can't be resurrected so Beak can live who can be resurrected?" Right. That didn't make sense to me. I didn't get it. And then just like, yeah. Kills his parents. It was awful. And then Angel, he killed himself. I mean, it was very dark. Very it's dark. Really dark. I didn't like like he's like, he just killed my wife. I was like, oh my god. And then he gets shot in the head. I was like, I don't like this. I know. It was very and it's like, of course, and then like poor armor's just like, what? <laughs> right. I don't like and also I don't care about this drug cartel coming to get them. Like the data page that showed the org chart for the cartel. And the whole reason for the guy killing himself, right, was that so that the drug cartel would get even madder and send more people against the mutants. Like, yeah, I don't but now, but I know. But here's the thing: is now we have plant men, drug cartel. Plant, right. We have the brood. We have the Shi'ar space. We have. Wait, I'm trying to now. Li- what are all the bad guys? We have horticulture, apoth, uh, children no, of the vault. Children of the Vault. Wait, 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 who's the other Krakoa, other island people? Arako. Wait, did you say who were the old ladies? The Golden Girls? Horticulture, oh, said them. Yes. Uh, it's two. Now we have Sebastian Shaw. We have the the the, mini, the the little Hellfire Club. What are they called? Event of... Homines Verende. Verende. Like, it's two. Uh, let's... Let's let's Game of Thrones this and like start narrowing down the playing field. Yeah, it's too it's too much, especially when most of the juicy stuff is in Krakoa between each between them. We don't need other ba- outside bad guys. We got enough going on in Krakoa, and I think we have enough going on just with the geopolitical situation with the actual countries. 
Oh yeah, don't let's not forget humans. <laughs> Russia, America, <laughs> Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda. Exactly. Let's fucking bring it let Well, yeah. I mean, we did turn every ex-villain into a fellow X-Man kind of sorta. So you got to fill the void with new But villains. we don't because guess what? Sebastian Shaw and Sinister are True. are not good. They're doing fucked up shit behind people's backs. Oh, but Sinister's doing great. Magneto's doing great. Apocalypse is doing great. They're doing good. They're being good. For now. They're shady. But you know what? When Hickman leaves eventually, someone's going to be like, we need to go back to how it was. I have this feeling like in five years, it's like, we need to find a way to get them back to Xavier's mansion. (laughs) No, you don't ever again. Yeah, it's done. It's too late. It's too late for that now. It's over. Um, so New Mutants, is there anything else interesting in New Mutants? No. No. I guess that brings us to X-Men. Weird issue. This one, now as I said, I was complaining about this, but this is this is the character that showed up in the first issue. It was first issue, right? Yeah, Serafina. Yeah, so I'm fine with this whole plot line because they were actually part of the first issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but this one, I, I will say it's a little, as someone who read Invincible, this is kind of mimicking an exact plot that, uh, oh, really? Robert, well, who wrote Invincible? He wrote Walking Dead. What's his name? Robert, um, Kirkman, Robert Kirkman. Yeah. He, he wrote something where it was like these two characters go into this other dimension, um, and when they come back, they're like very changed and people don't understand why. And they finally realize that they were like, oh, you were just gone for like a few hours. And then finally they're like, no, we were gone for 700 years. And yeah. so like, and it was like, oh, and I think this is the thing of like, we now have three characters that have now lived for over 500 years. Yeah. Um. This is fucked up. So Sink, um, Darwin, and Wolverine, X-23 Wolverine. Yeah. Um, have gone into they this went vault. The vault. They've gone inside this vault where time is different and time slows down. And apparently it's been a few months. They still haven't been able to get back out of the vault. And they said about 500 years have passed. And then Scott says the dumbest thing ever. He's just like, what have I done? What is it? Does he say, what have I done? What have I done? What was I thinking? What was I thinking? And I'm like, what do you mean? What were you thinking? You knew this was going to like, you (laughs) knew this was going to happen. Like, like you said in the brief, oh, you could be there for a few thousand years. You didn't (laughs) like you knew this. It's crazy. What do you think about this, Brett? I like it. This First of all, I like that the vault is inside the master mold from the beginning of Grant Morrison's run mm-hmm. in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, the children of the vault, we've talked about this. They came up in um, Mike Carey's X-Men, uh, the um, Supernova's uh, you know, uh, rogues team with yes. Mystique and Sabretooth. Sabretooth and and this this Serafina character is the one who fought Cannonball and made him experience a lifetime of marriage to her. Oh, right, right. Cool. In like 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, that whole notion of time being misaligned. 
Um, I like it because they really set up. So we haven't seen Sink in decades. Uh, they set it up that he's kind of not okay. Yeah. Having having been resurrected after so long. Because this is another thing that people didn't bring up. He got resurrected, but then he sees Jubilee has grown up. Chamber has grown up. They're fully formed X-Men. They have their... And he's still like... You know, Monet has grown up with like, and he's just like, I haven't lived that life that you lived. So all my yeah. friends are now powerful. It's kind of similar to like what uh, Gert is going through in Runaways. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And you never thought like, oh, yeah, that would fuck you up. And that's where it's like, oh, we realize if we resurrect someone, we have to resurrect another person in a similar situation so that they have someone to, you know, link with. Uh, so I find all of that very fat, but that's the thing is he's already not mentally stable. And then this happens to him. Do you think this means like he's going to go bad or something or some, I feel I like they wouldn't could. have put that, they wouldn't have put that in there willy nilly. Yeah. No, I think, um, I think we need to be careful when he comes back. Yeah. Cause this is, uh, yeah. I'm just also like, what are they doing in there this whole time? What, it's so cool in there, though. The art was incredible. Yeah, yeah. But it just it's nice to have the House of X artist um, back on this book. Yes, thank you. I didn't like the other uh, previous artist either. Yeah, Lanil Yu. Yeah, I've got problems with his wooden stiff. That's what art. it is. It's wooden. Because for me, I just want a fucking facial expression you know what i mean i need to see yeah. it in the eyes and the facial expression of what's going on and i just yeah, want Silva and i just Silva. want bodies to be uh proportional back to you fallen angels anyway okay sorry <sighs> sorry sorry um anyway i feel this x x-men is just it's killing it killing i it. love it but i kind of wish where it's like now okay now he's returned back to this plot line. Let's somehow just, okay, you've established the bad guys. Let's just stick with them. I don't want another issue where it's a new bad guy and a new thing. I just want to stick with what you've established so far and let's start developing it. Because we don't know anything about the Krakoa merging with the other islands. What's the other islands? Baboa? <laughs> what is it called? Baba Booey? It's Baboa. It's Baboa. Yes, it's Baboa. Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Yeah, it's Araco. Araco. Okay. Yeah, well like Listen what's to going me. on with that? We're I don't know. And but and remember like they introduced like what was the the, the dude that was all white and he was like yeah. crying and he like yeah, that whole thing. Um, and those people have like super, super they're super powerful. And they're on the island. Yeah. It's a big island, in all fairness. Because it's all the children of the, the the original horsemen, right? Yeah, yes. Anyway. We're still chilling down there. Um, and next issue, ne X-Men number six, it's got Mystique on the cover. So we're going to go on another tangent. Well, that one, we do need to address the whole Destiny thing. Oh, yeah. Because I think she's going to somehow try... Because they can't say to the five... You can't bring back precogs. They can't like let that be known. The precogs can't come back because that would be like what? Yeah. So the five don't know that. So I think she's gonna try and go behind Xavier and Magneto's back and try and get Irene brought back, and that's just gonna be delicious. Yeah, because that's gonna draw Moira out. Uh huh. I need some Moira back. 
Where's Moira? Yeah, I think I think Irene's return is going to be the catalyst for our <gasps> Can Moira. Can you imagine book. then if Moira and Irene and Mystique just like if if that's her book is centered around those characters? Yes. I'd fucking die. I would die. <laughs> oh, the power. Oh god. Oh my god. The power that has. Um all in all, a great week for Xbooks. But next week, I believe we have Marauders and uh, Fantastic Four X-Men. Yes, which it's kind of anticlimactic for what happened in Marauders. Since we see the preview, we've already seen the previews of Fantastic Four and X-Men where Kitty Pride is the main character. So, uh, so you're like, well, I guess she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess she can be resurrected, which is good to know. Yeah, maybe. I, maybe it takes place before all that stuff. I don't know. Mm. She doesn't have a Band-Aid on her nose, but. True. But um. Uh, but Marauders, did you see the preview? I did. I didn't look at the preview of it. What happens oh, now? What's we are happening? going to eat well. We're going to eat well. Is it some Emma bitchy drama? Uh, let's just say. Emma, drunk, walking around in her underwear with Jumbo Carnation in tow, trying to recruit someone else to her white team. Who? Oh, my God. Uh, it This person, it opens with this person. It's Callisto. It opens with <laughs> Callisto, like, walking up on the white keep or, like, wherever Emma's white palace is. And she's like, of course you live here. And then all of a sudden you hear Emma scream. And she's like, oh my god, Emma, hold on, I'm coming. And she runs in. And Emma's holding like a whiskey. She's in nothing but her underwear. Jumbo Carnation is next to her making clothing. And she's like, oh, I'm fine. I just screamed because Jumbo said that we should throw a Hellfire Gala. I don't know what that is. But of course we're doing it. <laughs> like, oh, I love this book. <laughs> So she probably she probably she wants Callisto as like her bodyguard then, right? Yeah, I think she wants her as like a white bishop. I loved it when Callisto was Moira's bodyguard for that was a long run. Yeah. She oh Emma actually says what she wants Callisto for. It's a little bit more than bodyguard. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really good. And she said she's like, um, thank you for being early. And Callisto goes, I'm two hours late. And Emma goes, see? <laughs> It's that attention to detail. That's the reason why I need you. I love this persona of like Emma, the boss that doesn't listen. She just wants to make her argument. That's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. Thank you, X-Men. For keeping, for keeping me entertained in this shithole of the rest of the world that's going on as the world burns i know how can the world be so crappy right now and the x-men be so good that's the x-men's relationship to the world but what else have you read brett what have i read for you lately cue the music What else have you read, Um, Brad? Well, I read two books that end with The End, written by your favorite comic book writer, Leia Thompson. 
star of Back to the Future. <laughs> Yay! So <laughs> Leia Williams and Kelly Thompson each wrote yes. a book. Who wrote which? Yes, Leia Williams wrote Doctor Strange The End. Um, and Kelly Thompson wrote Captain Marvel The End. And I uh, loved them both. Here's my thing. I did not read these because remember when Chris Claremont did this for the X-Men? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I don't like the, I don't like these, like, horrid. Show it all. Uh, like, I don't, I just don't like the concept of it. So I did, I didn't even read, but I could feel if I knew it was Leah Thompson writing all of it, um, I probably would have read it. But it's yeah, too late now, they're so great. just spoil it and tell me what happened. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. So um, Doctor Strange, the end, is is it feels continuous to Leia Williams' work on the um, What If Magic book. Uh-huh. Uh, what If Magic Became the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, so it's it's lovely. It's uh, Doctor Strange is the last remaining sorcerer on the planet, and magic is dying. Um, and... It's this tale of kind of him by himself um, dealing with this future world where he's kind of a joke. Uh, magic is kind of a joke, just magic in general. Um, it He goes into um, the tale of how magic died. And by the way, these are one shots. Like that X-Men The End was a long, drawn-out miniseries, maxi-series. These aren't. These are one shots. They're beautiful, contained stories. Um, so Doctor Strange tells you how magic died it all started when the scarlet witch died of cancer um, Jesus yeah Christ. yeah she <laughs> she was Did it say what kind of cancer um, uh no he just said um magic started to dissipate once her chemo stopped working jesus and and basically he goes through what what happened to many of the prominent magicians and how he's the last one um, he's talking to the spirit of Wong the entire time. And he's also on some sort of pilgrimage. He's performing some sort of ritual. And what you learn is um, that there is one more sorcerer left, but she is missing. Magic. Um, it's And it's Ileana. Yeah. And he knows that she's in some sort of weird like stasis somewhere. Like she was imprisoned by something. Um, so long story short. It turns out this ritual he's performing to restore magic is he has to kill himself. Uh, and so he kills himself, restoring magic to the earth, which frees Ileana from her prison. She comes back to Earth. Um, you know, it's set pretty far in the future. She comes back to Earth, goes to the Sanctum Santorum, and it's hers now. So Wait, anyway, can we just short, hold on, hold it, on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Did you say the Santorum? The Sanctum San- Sanctorum. Oh, Sanctorum. Okay. Yes, I, I did say Santorum, Santorum though. Because that's anal, that's, that's <laughs> poop and lube combined. That's, yeah, anal, that's anal byproducts. Yeah. <laughs> Named after a former senator from Pennsylvania. Um, um, so it's, it's a lovely little story of Doctor Strange passing the torch to Ileana Rasputin. Oh, nice. Lovely. Leia Williams, if you remember uh, when she wrote um, X-Men Black, Emma Frost, wrote a lovely monologue from Emma about grief, about loss, and what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And it was Emma talking about Scott. Uh, That that very kind of poignant, nuanced um, 
uh, musings on grief are uh, part of this book as well and just beautifully done. Hmm. Fascinating. Now, Captain Marvel, the end, also a one shot. Basically, Captain Marvel was in space. When she was in space, all of the heroes, all of the Avengers were killed in something. They don't go into what? Okay. She's in space. She's thinking about that time when, like, everyone died. And all of a sudden, she gets an incoming beacon, Avengers Assemble. And she's like, what? After all this time? What? It can't be. No one can still be alive. She goes to Earth. And there was, like, some apocalyptic event. She goes to Earth and she finds survivors who have um, beckoned her back. The survivors are many characters that Kelly Thompson has written from like West Coast Avengers and other books that um, they're grown up now. Ooh, like so. She goes. Bishop is like the leader. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. So she goes to Earth. And she's like, who's calling me? What is this? And she finds them. They're underground. And it's Jessica Drew's son, all grown up. His name is Jerry Drew. Uh, it's Rogue. It's Molly Hayes. Uh-huh. It's is she Fuse. still Bruiser or whatever, that awful? They, they call her Molly. Okay. But she's, she looks like that character. She's all big and pretty. Um, Fuse is all grown up. He's like older. And uh, Danielle Cage, Jessica and Luke's daughter. Who's Fuse? Um, Fuse from West Coast Avengers. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Um, They are led. Who do you hope I say right now? By what? They're led by Emma Frost. What? Fuck. Now yeah. I, I'm going to have to fucking go back and read this. <laughs> and oh, wait it. for it. She walks up to Rogue and she's like, Rogue, is that you? And she goes, well, I go by Rogue, but the Rogue you're talking about was my mother. My name is Irene. And you look at her and she's got Gambit's eyes and she's Rogue and Gambit's daughter who they named after Destiny. Oh, that's so cute. It's so cute. So anyway, Emma leads this faction of like the young generation of heroes all grown up. Oh, that's fine. And fun. then, then they wait. Why? How like, come oh, Emma wait. didn't wait? I thought you said Emma was leading all of them. How come she didn't know who she was? How come she didn't know who she was? You said she was like, "Oh, Rogue, is that you?" Oh no, no. Did uh, oh Carol said that, not Emma. Carol said that. Okay, yeah, got it, got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah. I got confused. No, and then she looks at Emma. Emma's in diamond form. Um, stu- she's permanently in diamond form. And she's um, like, Emma, you're still alive. And Emma goes, you can't kill Fabulous, darling. <laughs> um, so the world is highly radioactive. And the way they're able to survive is Hazmat stands outside and absorbs all the radiation and then shoots it into space so that they have like a little pocket of non-radiation. It's very adorable. Then they go meet more people and you meet. So you've already met Danielle Cage. Danielle Cage takes Carol to meet more people who are surviving underground. You meet Lucy Rand, who is Danny Rand and Misty Knight's daughter, who is also Danielle Cage's wife. So fucking 
Luke Cage and Iron Fist's daughters are fucking a lesbian married couple. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then the big coup de gras is this old lady comes out and it's old Jessica Drew. And they cry <laughs> because the best friends are reunited. Um, Hisako is there. Armor is there. Armor is the one who saved this all these people to begin with when the thing happened. Wow. You have to read it. It's so good. Wow, that sounds great. It's Maybe great. I think they, I think, let's let uh, Leah Williams and Kelly Thompson, when Mike, when Hickman leaves, both of them should take over. As like where, the architects. Where the, the architects of where the X-Men need yep, to go. I agree. I agree. Emma is told to shut up twice in this book. <laughs> twice. Is Wolverine there? No, he's good. <laughs> yeah. If a man was writing it, he would have put Wolverine in it. Yeah. So I'm glad. Nope. The only surviving X-Man is Emma. What well, if said armor was there? Oh, and armor. So sorry. <laughs> and I don't count armor. <laughs> She's armor's like been forcing her way onto the big leagues, like in that X-Men episode issue. Yeah. I'm like, armor, you're no kitty, aren't you? Hang back. Yeah. Stop it. You skipped a few generations, honey. Okay? Mm -hmm. I understand you were part of the Astonishing X-Men still. All right. Anyway, I won't won't tell you how Carol's story ends, but it's... um, Yeah, I'll read it. I'll definitely read it. It's lovely. It's lovely. Um, Awesome. Did you read anything else? I did. I'm, I'm a little disturbed because according to Boom Studios and James Tinney in the fourth, something is killing... The children. I read that one as well. <gasps> Yay! This book is so good. And I'm can I just say this needs someone needs to snap this up like Amazon or something. This yeah, would be a man. really great TV series. Or movie. Either one. This one a lot of this is the first one where it's full on action. You know what yeah, I mean? Like monster fight. Like monster fight. And I was here for it because the last thing we saw, the 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 it's the older brother, right? Yeah, the older brother of one of the girls that went missing is convinced yep. that uh do we know what's the name of the the girl monster fighter? Erica Slaughter. Um that her and then the boy that that they're behind it, so he follows them. And then, of course, he follows her into the nest where the monster is, but he can't see the monster. So the monster is right behind him, and he just thinks that she's... And then she's by all the dead bodies, so he's convinced that she did it. So she has to fight a monster at the same time, fight a guy who wants to shoot her that can't Mm -hmm. see the monster. That's kind of brilliant. It's brilliant. It's also brilliant. He can't see the monster. He can see her making the monster bleed. Bleed, so yes. He's seeing, yeah. So he's like, "What? <laughs> what the fuck?" Like air bleeding. And then he does the main reason of why guns are not the answer. Thank Any, you. Anytime you try to shoot the person you want to shoot, you end up shooting the person you don't want to shoot. And the Who's poor, standing behind the person you want to shoot. What's the name of the boy? Uh, I don't know. The boy. The boy. The boy gets. The boy gets shot, and he's like, oh, this really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, owie, owie, owie. Oh, oh, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. <laughs> what the fuck? 
fucking grape lady. <laughs> oh, I think she's really hurt. That still is one of the best viral moments ever. <laughs> oh, with the best. Because she fucking tried to cheat. Remember? That's yeah. why she got hurt. And she's like, wait, stop. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> and those two, oh I feel like God. the two, when it cuts to the film people, they're like, oh, I think she's really hurt. We'll get back to her. You can tell those two people were like, we fucking were laughing. hate her. She's so annoying. I hope her. she's fucking dead. <laughs> they loved it. Um. Anyway. Anyway, you do find out a little bit more about Erica Slaughter in this book. There's evidently like a a house of slaughter, which they cut to. And there's like adults each with. And they each have their own little doll. Mask like hers and their own little doll like hers. Yeah. Yeah. And so I still want to know, like, what are these dolls, like the spirits that these dolls they have are connected to? Yeah. Because then... Because the the boy could talk to the doll as well. The but doll it, chose to talk to the boy. But remember when they opened the door, like no one, I think the like the cops, when she was in the hotel, the cops couldn't see the spirit of the doll. So is this another yeah, thing that only doll. kids can see or that the doll chooses who can see? Well, I don't think the kids saw the spirit. The doll just started talking to it. Right. But the other thing is they find a kid. So they're in the nest and they find a kid. I mean, this is like it, right? They find a kid that survived named Bion. um, And they're like, what's your name? She's like, Bion. And they're like, how long have you been down here, Bion? She's like, the monster didn't eat me. I've been down here for a long time. And they're like, okay. Um, And then you find that at the end that Bion is, I think, a baby monster. Yeah, what? Yeah, what? what, They got to... They need to kill that fucking little girl. How? What? Wait. What did they? Do? What was? How do you know it's a? She's a baby monster. She's on the phone. Erica Slaughter, our hero, is on the phone with the House of Slaughter at the end, and she's like, "It had children." But I mean, uh, how? But how do you know Beyond is one of those children? Oh, because there's no other option. Oh, there's okay. No other... I I thought there was like a literal thing where then she like. No, and that Beyond girl is shady as fuck. Well, I just thought she's fucked up because she I feel like she was probably eating the corpses to stay alive. And that's why she's fucked <laughs> oh up. Oh my god, Beyond. I don't trust Beyond. And I no, it had children. So my inference there is that Beyond is the is the child, monster child that she's referring to. But why would the children monsters be be human looking? Why wouldn't they? I don't know. Okay, well, I guess, well, who's right? I don't know, listeners, you're not reading this, so you're like, what the fuck are you even talking about? (laughs) Read it, because it's going to be a show. Read it, it's good, it's going to be a show, and then you can be like, oh, I read the comic to that. And then everyone be like, Oh my god, Brett and Little Jeff told me about that. (laughs) We are going to write the show. Sorry, James Tinney and the Fourth, we're taking your ideas and turning them into money. Um, so that's comics. That was a lot of comics. Oh my god, that was a lot. Uh, let's cover some, uh, let's get critical. Well, let's get critical. (laughs) I want to get critical. Um, Um, so let's do a little more of the same that we did from last week. Talk about some Sabrina and some magicians. I know some people binge watched all the way through Sabrina, but I'm going to tell you right now, I have a lot of games. (laughs) 
I have only made it up to episode, the end of episode five. And uh, can, can we talk about how I feel like Sabrina is an idiot? Yeah. This she's is one a, of those shows where the main character is the worst character. <laughs> and it's not even like I don't like her as a character. She just, it's more like she just keeps making awful decisions. And that's the one problem I have with this show is she keeps on keeping things from everybody. When literally that. it's like, have you not realized that every time you lie to everybody that things go horribly wrong? And I don't know, maybe the fact that your aunts are powerful witches, maybe you should tell them that you're the queen of hell. I don't know. It's just those things where I'm just... And I get it that she's a dumb teenager, but at the same time, it's driving me crazy where she's like, I'm going to do this. And then she has like no plan. And then it gets fucked up. And I'm like, Sabrina, you fucking idiot. But at least Nick is kind of like, I'm at the point where where, where Nick has just broken up with Sabrina. Yeah. Okay, good. And can I, we just talk about Nick's bisexuality for a second? Sure. It's hot. I'd love to. I love yeah. where he was like, he's like, I want little play sex demons. And he's like, what do you want? And he's like, I want one of each. What's a boy mm-hmm. and a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I sat up a little. I was like, wait, ooh, I'm paying more attention to this show. Oh, Everyone's so. fucking bisexual on this goddamn show. I think all Satanists are bisexual. Yeah. I think that that's fact. So when is Harvey going to join the Satanists? Oof, I'd die. Can you imagine if something, uh, God, if Nick and Harvey, to get back at Serena, decide to like make out with each other? Ugh. Harvey always has the same kind of sleepy, dumb look on his face, and it's so fucking hot to me. I can just imagine just riding him <laughs> while he's like with that uh, dumb expression on his while face. he doesn't while he doesn't care because that's the thing apathetic. is i will say nick has the better body but you know harvey has the bigger dick <laughs> i can see that <laughs> i can see that anyway um uh i really like where this is going so far like she's on a quest to to claim being the the queen of hell um you you uh, you're what episode are you up to i'm up to seven. Oh, okay so you just have one more to go you're almost done yeah yeah we're almost done how you it does it does it keep how do you like it so i mean is it does, is there i any, love it i think it's great and i like it's that it's the main bad guys are pay the pagan witches versus the yes. christian they're almost kind of the satanist witches yeah i, I really that. like it a lot did you see when they went to riverdale didn't they just go to Riverdale to, to get the crown? For like a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Why did we I see? I thought that was cute. But did we see? We didn't see anything interesting. No. Yeah. No, I just like that they acknowledge that Riverdale is the next town over. I know. And that Riverdale clearly has satanic things going on. Yes. Um, would you rather sleep with Caliban or Nick Scratch? Uh, Team Nick, I, I'm going to tell you this, I am, and you might be surprised, I am literally 0% attracted to Caliban. Interesting. I don't like long hair. He looks too pretty. 
And I don't really like, he's too Aryan. He's too white. Is that racist yeah. for me to say? No, not at all. It's the opposite. Like, I don't know. Um, but don't you, well, okay. You might like it when he starts to get a little nice to Sabrina and all of a sudden he's kind of good guy. Well, no, but I know. But clearly Nick was like, he likes you. So I know that that's, I know that like he hinted at that early on. So, and because they broke up, clearly he's going to be the new love interest. So I saw that coming. But, and yes, he has a nice body, but mm, no, I don't like blondes. Sorry, Oh, you know what? Let me tell you, I will tell you who is surprise hot guy out of nowhere. You haven't gotten there yet is Robin Theo, the trans man's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, He took his shirt off and And he's got some abs. He's ripped as hell. Nice. Ripped. Um, And he's also a hobgoblin. A hobgoblin. Yeah, it's adorable. What is a hobgoblin? He's a little hobgoblin. I'm not sure. (laughs) But he's a hobgoblin. What's the difference between a hobgoblin and a goblin? What makes you a hob? What's the hob do? Ooh, I don't know. It's like, oh, you're a goblin? Well, I'm a hobgoblin. Well, I'm a hobgoblin. You can't sit with us until you got a hob. (laughs) A Um, goblin... Yeah, well, I can see Oh, okay. That. A goblin is um, grotesque, evil, and malicious. A hobgoblin is more about creating mischief and is a little cuter. Oh, oh that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my ex. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's a there's some more Harvey shirtlessness in that in episode seven as well. Oh, fuck. Did they fuck yet? Him and Roz? Not yet. But are anyway, they, that's a review of Sabrina. <laughs> So and so is shirtless. So and so is shirtless. I want, but are they setting it up? Because when Nick was like, he when he was all like, "Fuck you, Sabrina, you fucking piece of shit." But he was also just like, "You don't love me. You still love someone else." And I was like, "Is she? Is he talking about Harvey?" So I'm wondering if that's going to come back around. Oh, I want Roz and Sabrina to fight over Harvey. Oh, it's coming. <gasps> yeah. Buckle up, bitch. Okay. Anyway. I like it. But I like it. What about what? But if we let's go on to another show that gave yeah. me all the feels. Oh lord. And that's the magicians. Yes. Back to the magicians. Back on our bullshit. Um I never realized that really uh Elliot and Alice never really talked about how yeah. Elliot is full on in love was like in love. Uh, with uh, Quentin. Not only in love, like, that they shared a life. Yeah, they had a life, yeah. Yeah. But it all came out. They uh, quested together. And Alice finally stopped being a little bitch, where she's like, you don't belong here. You don't love him like I love him. And yeah, she fought... she, in fact, the opposite. But in fact, she also, like, she then admitted, like, because I thought it was like, oh, she doesn't know. But the reason she was bitter is because she did know. Yeah. Bitch did know, and that's why she did not want him to come along, because she was jealous. Yep. I love yep. that. And it was just very... And of course, a hot gay guy comes to, like, save them. I wanted them to make out. So a hot gay guy shows up to save uh, Elliot and Julia... Uh, not Julia. Alice. Um, Alice. 
Uh, and they're hanging out and like he's flirty with uh, Elliot. Like they, it gets a little there's some tension between the two of them. Yeah, and finally he's like, well, we should go to bed before, you know, it gets, what is he, he said something funny, like, before it gets even more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. We should mm. just fuck. Um, oh. And, oh, no, but they didn't fuck. They almost did. Yeah. Because there's a reveal as to the identity <laughs> of this hot gay guy, which I was super hoping for. I was like, I mean, this they're going here, right? This is, and it turns out the Dark King who murdered Fen and Josh and took over Fillory is our hot gay savior. But here's my thing. Who is the boyfriend he's mourning? I don't know. I will say I kind of, um, I kind of, uh, want, um, I kind of wanted it to be an established character. Like we wanted it to be Todd. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What if Todd's the boyfriend? Ooh! There's still, there's still possibilities. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah, but that, that just the whole ending. Oh, and then we finally have, uh, I like the idea of this woman who her magician power is dealing with probabilities. Um, and she kind of reminds me of, uh, was it Philomath? <laughs> Doesn't she? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> From the Wonder Twins. From Wonder Twins. Yeah. Uh, which I'm just like, yes, let's get some more diversity going on <laughs> in this show. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, just the end of, of Alice and Elliot, like, saying goodbye. And also, I think at this point, it's like, okay, no more Quentin. We're done. Yeah. We're done. It's great. Excellent. Such a good I show. love me. I love me these shows about dark magic and the people who wield it. Oh my god, dark magic. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of dark magic, yeah. um, we've the world's uh, worst uh, group of people ever, the Academy, um, will be sucking their own dicks and patting each other on the back this Sunday at the Gay Super Bowl, the Oscars. And, and we yeah, to get let's give some predictions. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's start with. Let's... Uh, do you want to? Should we include screenplay in this? I think we should. Yeah, why not? Just real quick. Just yeah. I mean, we're not going to sit there and analyze these to death. No, All right. Real quick. So okay. So best sound mixing. No, I'm just kidding. Who cares? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, looking at the screenplay nominees, we've got, let's do Adapted first. Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Two Popes. I did not realize Jojo Rabbit was based on something. Neither did I. But it should win. Um, um, I, I would like Jojo Rabbit. I feel Jojo Rabbit should win. But then another part of me feels because she was dissed for not winning and uh, being nominated for Best Director, I would like Greta Gerwig to get it for Little Women as well. I wouldn't mind if she got it. So I'm just saying if Greta Gerwig or uh, Taika Waititi got it, I would be happy. Anyone else, fuck them. Especially Todd Phillips for Joker. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw uh. Little Women twice in the theater. Um, what she did with that, like how 
she sort of um, it starts it in the middle and uses them young as flashbacks and, and like she kind of remixed Little Women um, very effectively and I think yeah. she should win for that. Um, but Jojo Rabbit also is just as you know my favorite movie of the year. So yes. So best original screenplay. I have to go for my favorite movie of the year, which would be Parasite. But I don't think yep. that'll win. I think this 1917 seems to have all the momentum, but I don't think that's not about the script. That's more about the filmmaking. So I think yeah. it's between Knives Out and Once Upon a Time. And I think once Quentin Tarantino has the clout. So I think it'll go to Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I can easily see it going to Marriage Story. Um, no. I don't think it should, but I can see it doing that. Uh, I, do I don't think, think Marriage though, Story will... just ha- doesn't have any buzz right now anymore except for Lauren yeah, uh, kind of Uh I do think it will go to Parasite. All right. So that brings Let's go to uh, Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. I think it's just going to be Laura Dern. Two, these are easy. It's going to be Laura Dern. And I think for yeah. Marriage Story. And I think Supporting Actor is going to be Brad Pitt for Brad Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, they've won... They've basically they won, won everything. every award. I don't see it changing anytime soon. Yeah. Um, the same thing where I feel actress and actor, it's just going to be Renee Zellweger and uh, Joaquin Phoenix. It seems like they've all four of those actors have just won everything. I don't see it changing. I don't see it changing at all. There's, there's no one even close. I mean, I, I, I'm fine with Joaquin Phoenix winning... I think that's the only award that Harvey movie should win. It. I actually think Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio was much better. In, oh, it was I amazing. thought DiCaprio's performance was so much better than Joaquin Phoenix's. I'm sure Adam Driver's performance. I did not watch Marriage Story yet, but no, I think yeah, he Driver's was good. Amazing. He was fine. Yeah. Oh, what? You didn't like him in it? I didn't like the movie. Oh, that's right. You didn't like the movie. All right. And also, Antonio Banderas playing uh, Pedro Amaldabar in, in his that movie. I'm just yeah, playing Pain a gay yeah. old man. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm sure that, he's I amazing. I have to see that. Yeah. And then director and best um, picture. I think it'll go to the same. You th- do you think 1917 is going to sweep it up? I do. I do. I saw it again Sam last Mendes night and, for the second time. Yes. yes, of course. I mean, they're pushing it's really undeniable. hard. I will say they're really, the, the, the Neon who produced Parasite, they're pushing hard. And they have it could a, win. They have a very good ad campaign because they're pushing all these articles of being like, could this be the upset? Does is there an upset coming? Like they're making it like pushing it as this under underdog. We were like, oh yeah, nineteen seventeen is going to win. I want to vote for Parasite. You know what I mean? If yeah, Parasite I won, think, I would. Yeah, literally. Oh, I would freak out. Orgasm. So happy. I also would I, love I it would... if Jojo Rabbit. I wouldn't mind if Jojo oh. Rabbit. Or Parasite won Best Picture, but that's... Jojo Rabbit just doesn't have the... They just don't have the, the thing. If Joker won, I will burn I will burn Los everything down. to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Please do. Los Angeles does not deserve to be a thing if it gives Joker the award for Best Picture. Yeah. Or Best Director. Please. Oh. Please! And are we right? Who knows? Because... When we record the next episode, it'll be the day of the Oscars, and we won't we, we won't, won't be able to tell you. We won't know. Oh, lovely. Well, lovely. We did it, everybody. We did it. We did a show, guys. We did a podcast. Did you know this is a podcast you're listening to? 
Did you know that? <laughs> Spoiler twist ending. What? This is a podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, can I just congratulations to all the nominees? Yeah. Did you watch the season, the series finale of Good Place? Yes. Cry. I did, I and it was uh, tearjerker. It was it fucking was so sad. Beautiful. I gotta tell you, um, so sad yet so satisfying. Um, the thing that really got me was yeah. when it was revealed that Jason did not go through the the door the first time. Yes, and he actually waited for Janet in solitude and in silence for a thousand years, and I was like. He became Holy the monk. Fuck. He became the fucking monk. Yeah. It was beautiful. That was too much for me. That was too much. Mine was when, when Sheedy revealed he had to go. Like that oh. whole thing broke my heart. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. When I first saw really what good. this episode was going to be, I was just like, this is going to be sad. <laughs> But the reason I brought it up is because of the podcast thing. Maya Rudolph's like, did you know there's a thing called podcasts? And there's billions of them. (laughs) Yeah, there's billions (laughs) of them. Yeah, it was uh, for a show about the afterlife. The way it tackled death at the end was just beautiful. Love it. Well, speaking of the end of things, it's the end of the show. Yes, it is the end. The end of the show. And did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Was it mildly amusing? Did you, or are you just at work and this is on and you're like too lazy to like change the channel? Whatever the thing is, just like and subscribe us no matter what. We need it. We need no matter it. what. We're like Tinkerbell. iTunes just, yeah. iTunes just made it official that five stars in a review means, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. So give us five stars. <laughs> And give us a review and, and follow us on Twitter. Talk to Brett on Twitter. He has nothing better to do. He enjoys that kind of stuff. Literally nothing better to do. And I'm slightly engaging on Twitter. <laughs> Real life, garbage. Real life, no. Twitter, <laughs> slightly. Um, And just remember, everyone, if you read comics, well, I hate to be the one to break this to you. But that makes you queer. Queer. Bye. Bye.